Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the commentary for the Pendant Shakespeare, As You Like It, Act 5. We shall find a time yet I'm your director, Sven Halverson, and joining me is my talented assistant director, George Linfield. Hello. And the skillful dramaturge, Landon Bell. The life of the party is here. <laughs> claim to you. I, I know who tis. Really, really liking those intros. That's good. You get used to that. Uh, I put a little work into it, it this time. <laughs> Figured I'd go out with a bang. And starting us off, we have scene good even, one, which was directed by even, George Linfield. And good even to you, sir. Good even, gentle friend. Cover thy head, cover thy head. Nay, pretty. I, I really yeah. enjoyed this bit How here when uh, William was introduced. Twenty, sir. And a ripe age it be. Yeah, he's um. Is thy name William? William he's got an interesting kind of arrival, hasn't he? Because he descends from the trees. I, sir, I, um, thank God. Thank God. A good um, yes. So a lot of this scene is he's he's kind of he starts out in his treehouse above the action and then he comes down. Good. Um, and yet it is not. Which is quite interesting it to put together. So Lots of creaky floorboards and art thou wise? Um, kind of trying to mimic a rope ladder. Why? I mean, it's fun. Well. I do now and um, William is played by Stuart Ford. And we also have uh, Finn MK as Touchstone and Zoe Von Nimbler as Audrey. Had a desire to eat a grape, would open his lips when he put it into his mouth. Meaning thereby that grapes and we just hope it comes across that uh, open. he's coming down from you a treehouse because it's really hard to show I an audio. Do, <laughs> Give me yeah, Art thou it's really hard to do no, up sir. and down. Then learn this of me. To have well, you kind of you, you tend to, to pan. Well, you do you pan either left or right. So yeah, drink, there's no out of a cup into the a vertical axes to work from. One doth empty the other. No, you just have to get creative with those volume models. Mm. Now you are not Ips, for I am he. They do have like 3D audio software nowadays where you can kind of get a little more creative with it, but then you have to try and import it, and it doesn't always work out the same way. So uh, I don't have the budget for that. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, really, you you'd need. Uh, which together Big speaker is system abandon the society the of this female or clown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thou perishest, or to thy better understanding, diest, or to wit sponsor. I kill thee, make thee away, <laughs> translate thy life into death. Thy but we would bondage. like to be sponsored and have our show be like a movie. Or in bastardo, <laughs> or in steel, I will bandy with the infaction. I will run. And of course, all of the music for this play was done by the uh, talented uh, Stephen O'Brien of uh, Stephen O'Brien dash er, Stephen dash O'Brien dot net. Good William. Good. God rest ye merry. I feel like we've worked through his entire catalogue at this point. It's yeah, we've uh, gone through a large amount of his pieces. They really do bring out something in this play, though. No, no offense to Kevin MacLeod, of course, but uh, like a lot of his stuff is used in so many different things that when you can find another artist like Stephen O'Brien, it really adds another dimension to the play, um, allows it to kind of 
be its own. Is it possible that on so yeah, you can kind of, you like I think, her. having the same artist the for the whole you should love her. show gives it a, a really woman? cohesive feel and as well. She should grant, mm -hmm. and will you um, persevere to enjoy her? Neither call the giddiness of it in question, the poverty of her. And oh, hey, it's Will Shipley as Orlando, wooing, and Ted Winskis as Oliver. But say with me, I love Aliena. Say with her that she loves me. Consent with both. That this is kind of the um. Each other. It shall be to your good. The ending, or the, the nice like rounding off of all the love. What's the word? Just relationships, I suppose. Not really triangles. But all the pieces. You have my consent. It seems like Oliver is had the, one of the most amounts of character development. Go you and prepare all mm, That's a really good point. He definitely does. Um, he goes from just basically being a straight up villain to being a humble person. How it grieves me to see being a nice guy. It is my arm. I thought thy heart had been wounded with the claws of a dragon. Wounded it is. This is actually one of the few. Shakespeare plays, at least of the ones that I've read, where the and villain actually does reform. Uh, not just oh, Oliver, but also uh, is true. Uh, Sir Frederick. Never anything so sudden but the fight of two rams, and Caesar's theresonical or Duke Frederick. Came, and overcame. Well, I think he's given the chance, isn't he? No met, because a lot of Shakespeare plays sees no the villain looked, perish. No sooner loved, no sooner true. No Duke Frederick is basically a, all no off-screen, though. How do you do off-screen in audio? <laughs> it's impossible. You just have to use exposition. The film adaptation of this play actually uh, did it with a series of... Uh, Jump oh, cuts where he was crying. To look into happiness uh, that was kind eyes. of an interesting way to do it. By so much I really like that. Tomorrow be at the height of heart yeah, he was crying, and then at the very happy. end it shows uh, Jock walking so up to I him by a tree after he's reformed. No longer by so that's an interesting way to do it. I will weary you then no longer with idle talking. Just no dialogue, all no visual. Me, For now I speak to some purpose. That I know you are a gentleman. But of course, we can't resort to that measure. <laughs> I speak not this that you should bear a good yeah. opinion of my knowledge in so much. Mm, showing character development is. Neither do I labor for a greater esteem. For the most interesting, measure, challenging thing to do on audio, do especially if it takes place off screen or off believe, then, um, please, earbud, so to speak. Definitely agree. I have. And especially with Shakespeare, because a lot of audio drama adaptations are adapted so that the text is changed and you can do more stuff with it. Um, we're keeping pretty much the same text, and so you have to find creative ways to weave in, uh, weave that character development into the soundscape. If it appear not inconvenient to you to set her before your eyes tomorrow. Human as she is, and without any danger. Speakest thou in sober meanings? By my life I do, which I tend to Oh, and uh, we have Alexander Elroy here as Rosalind, lest I forget to mention her. Best array, bit your friends. For if you will be married tomorrow, you shall. kind of main cast. Rosalind, if you will. Up. Yes. Oh, look. 
Here comes a lover of mine and a lover of hers. Youth. You have oh. done me much ungentleness. It's Phoebe. The letter that I <laughs> to you. I cannot. Played I by have. Laura E. Rich Creek. It's my study to seem despiteful and ungentle to you. You are there, followed by a. I think Phoebe's arc is probably him. the most interesting Love in this play because you. it's somewhat bittersweet. Good shepherd, um, tell this youth what to do. We can to talk love. about that after the, the wedding scene. But... And, tears. and so am I for Phoebe. And I for Ganymede. And I for Rosalind. And I for no woman. It is to be all made of faith and service. And so am I for Phoebe. And I for Ganymede. And I for Rosalind. And I for no woman. It is to be all I love how this turned out. All made yeah, this is a really nice moment. Wishes, all adoration, duty, and observance. All humbleness. This is actually one of my favorite moments in the whole play. All purity. All triumph. Back and forth and back and forth. And so am I for Phoebe. And so am I for Ganymede. And so am I for Rosalind. And, so and it I kind of emphasizes the like awkward so, situation that they've all got themselves into. If this piece so, and this guy is kind of you me to causing them to stumble so, over one another. Why blame you me to love you? Yep. Who do you speak to? Why blame you? plays Silvius. Oh, that would be Matt Chipperly. Nor doth not hear. Oh, pray you no more of this. Sorry, I got caught it's up like in the, the dialogue. wolves <laughs> against the moon. <laughs> I will help you. But no, I kind of like to think that maybe Orlando had an idea who Rosalind was all along. Tomorrow, we'll um, be all together. I don't know. This I scene kind of gives you the idea that maybe he did or maybe he I didn't. Woman, it's open to interpretation. I will satisfy you. You definitely. I I, I'm definitely leaning more towards that interpretation. I will content um, you. Just purely because of how ridiculous it would be if he didn't. <laughs> oh, it's totally um, ridiculous. It's like, wow, this boy has a similar voice to this woman I love. As you love. Yeah, and that Rosalind slips through to sound like. So fare you well. Rosalind instead of Ganymede sometimes. So. I'll not fail if I live. Nor I. Nor I. Ooh, nice guitar music. Tomorrow is the joyful day, Audrey. <laughs> Still, Tomorrow Stephen O'Brien. I do desire it with all my heart. And I directed and I scene no three. Dishonest desire to desire to be a woman of the world. Here comes two of the banished duke's pages. Well met, honest gentleman. By my troth. Well met. Come, sit, sit, and a song. And this is Rebecca Thomas as the first page and Laura Bramblett as the second page. And Laura Bramblett will be uh, singing a duet with herself. <laughs> it was a lover and his lass with a hay and a hoe and a hay none you The duet is an interesting touch, I think. In springtime, the well, it's actually supposed to be the first page and the second page, I could tell from the script. Sing, hey, ding, a ding, ding, and I figured her voice sounded enough like the first page to work. That works. You can't really tell the difference, to be honest. 
Johnny know these pretty country folks would lie in Yeah, Laura was actually worried after we cast her that uh, her singing voice would not be good enough for the role, but I think she turned out, uh, I think her performance turned out very well. Plus, it's not supposed to be on key or on time according to the script. So. Exactly. No, this this uh, play is one of the one of the ones where it's not really set to any kind of specific music. It's just people walk up and they start singing, and so you can do whatever you want. And therefore take the present time with a hey and a ho and a hey nanny no. Basically I just took um, two of her takes and retimed one of them to work with the other one. So. I think it works really nicely. I was going to ask whether the, um, the song was in the original text or whether that was an addition. Landed. Uh, no, that is actually in the original text, and um, some keen-eared listeners may have recognized some of those lyrics from uh, the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Gene Wilder sings a little bit of the song while he's pedaling that bicycle in the inventing room. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. That's a really interesting factoid. <laughs> I love that movie, so... I can, I can pretty much quote the whole thing. <laughs> and we have Just scene four, which I also directed. The boy can do all this that which was promised. a very complex. It is a complex scene indeed. Um, so know they I might want to run through some of the cast members we have here. Yes. Uh, we have Russell Gold as Duke Senior. Uh, we also have Natalia Orlovsky as his pet dragon. If I bring in your <laughs> Rosalind, you will bestow her on Orlando Hill? That would I, had I kingdoms to give with her. And, and you say you will have her when I bring her? Here in a little bit, we'll that have a few I, more people show up. Were I of all kingdoms king. You say you'll marry me if I be willing? That will I, should I die the hour after. But if you do refuse to Let's marry see. me, you'll give yourself to this most faithful shepherd. I have like... So is the bargain. 33 you tracks here, Phoebe, plus uh, some of the sound effects I did made up in separately to where those might have like even. five to ten you tracks word, each. Duke, give your daughter. Wowzers! No, that is a lot of tracks for just one scene. Or else refusing me to wed this shepherd. But there are a lot of characters here, so can I say it's like a curtain call in a scene. And from Just get everyone on stage. Pretty much. But with, uh, with my uh, editing program, which I use Reaper for this, I generally make a track for each person who walks. Like, I put their footsteps right below their vocal track so I can pan them. Which I have it a nested track so that it, when the vocals pan, the, the uh, footsteps pan along with them and stuff. Very nice. <laughs> Those are called mixing tricks, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes a pair of very <laughs> use them all the time, but don't tell anyone. all tongues are called fools. Copyright. Salutations and greeting to you all. 
Good my lord, bid him welcome. Oh, and here we this have Christopher Gilstrap as Shock. that I have so often met in the forest. He hath been a And also Eerie Alexander as if Amien. If any man doubt that, let him put me to my purgation. I have tried and I tried to make most of the music in this scene sound live. I've been but, uh, with mine friends, not quite all of it. With my enemy. I, have undone three I think it works. Um, it's a very lively occasion. Like to have fought one. And how it's a really nice landscape, actually. We met and found the it's a kind of, kind of busy, uh, busy festivities in the background. It's nice. Cars. Good, my lord. Like this well, and this is supposed to be an amphitheater, too. Like so... Well. Sound oh, carries, you do, mm. I and I think that that I turned out well. Here, sir, amongst the rest of the country copulatives, to swear and to forswear, according as marriage binds and blood breaks, a poor virgin, sir, an ill-favored thing, sir, but mine own, a poor humor of mine, sir, to take that that no man else will. Rich honesty dwells like a miser, sir, in a poor house. But do As all misers know, dwell in a poor house? I don't know. By my face, <laughs> very swift and sententious. According to the fool's book, questions sir, and such dulcet diseases. There's so many like little sayings cars, that I just want to steal and use to confuse people cars. in everyday life. Upon a lie seven times removed. I, I do it quite a bit, actually. I, I've done enough of these plays now where there's just ones that stick out to me. <laughs> He sent me word. If I said his beard was not cut well, he was in the mind it was. This is called the retort courteous. If I sent him word again, it was not well cut, he would send me word. He cut it to please himself. This is called oh, the quip. I'm not modest. sure what uh, the fool would know about a modest quip. Well cut, he disabled my judgment. <laughs> this is called the reply churlish. Yeah, I wouldn't again, call touchstone well cut, modest. He would answer, <laughs> I speak not true. This is called the reproof valiant. Maybe act again, one touchstone, well but like he, he, he changes quite a bit over this play. This is called yeah. counter check quarrelsome, and so to the lie circumstantial, and so to the lie direct. Definitely feel you know, like he gets more confident. Was not well cut. Oh, yeah. the no than the lie circumstantial, nor he durst give me the lie direct. Interesting so framework for arguing. <laughs> Can you nominate in order now the degrees of the line? It's like that scene in oh, Shrek 3 where uh, Prince Charming asks Pinocchio where Shrek is and he gives him this really long-winded explanation that isn't a direct lie, but it's so complicated you don't know what he's actually saying. <laughs> it's the same exact thing here. Just give him an argument so complicated they can't argue it. The lie with circumstance, and seventh, the lie direct. All of these you may avoid, but the lie direct, and you may avoid that too with an if. I knew when seven justices could not take up a quarrel, but when the parties were met themselves, one of them thought, What of an it if? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you said so, then it I does make so. sense. It's, but like and I said, it's one of those where you brothers. literally have to just. Your if. Dissect it piece by piece by piece. Virtue in if. <laughs> is this not a rare fellow, my I think that's what Shakespeare liked. Anything, he liked to be complicated. <laughs> he uses his folly like a stock horse. You don't really have the same opportunity to uh, go through and try and make sense of what's being said when it's audio, either. It was hard to convey the uh, all the brides and bridegrooms walking up, so... 
since they didn't have dialogue. Yeah. I feel like it's just a case of extrapolating from context, really, isn't it? That's more than anything we can do. Well, I intentionally did put too many, uh, too many stage directions there for how they walk up, because, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Whose heart within his bosom is. Technically, uh, Hyman could have teleported them. I give for all we know. <laughs> that about makes as much sense as if there, be there being a magical person here. If there be truth well, I pictured him teleporting in after they walked if up. Or transforming. I'm not sure which. But... True. <laughs> I'll have no uh, which, by the way, um, Hyman is played by Keith Morrison. And uh, it's the same character uh, as Sir Oliver Martext, um, which if you go back and listen to um, one of the previous episodes, you'll kind of catch on to that. Here is eight that must take hands to join in Hyman's bands. If truth holds true... Figured since he was a god, he would take up more volume. Makes sense. You are hard With his audio. You to his love must accord, or have a woman to your lord. You and you are sure together, as the winter to foul. And for his vocal effects, we have some like magic chime things. Um, that reason and some reverse echoes and other echoes and stuff. And these things finish. <laughs> So, um, Jacques and Amiens duet here, um, it originally wasn't a duet, it was just Jacques came and sang this song, but after they had their duet in, I guess it was Act 2, um, I, I really loved it, I thought that they nailed it, and so I asked them both if they'd be alright with another duet, and they said yes, and they took on the, the role, and it was great. And I figured Hyman just made it uh, magically echoey. Oh my dear Well, and Poor Amin, she's a magician too. It's a good point. Good point. And like I said, you know, it's an amphitheater, so he makes magic and an amphitheater, and you've got that echoey. Who do we have here? A mysterious person. Um. No, this is me, uh, Landon Bell, playing Jacques Du Bois, um, the other brother in the Du Bois family. It turned out well. It's pretty much all I know to say about it. Still in the show there, I think. Of course they had to call him Jacques, though. Was converted both yeah, I thought about changing it, from the war, um, <laughs> but then I realized, you know what? I'll just keep it. It's part of the charms, really, isn't it? Yeah. Little, little extra confusion. Why not? Two characters named Shock. What? Welcome, young man. Now to thy brother's wedding. It's not like there's not two people called the same thing in real life. <laughs> In this forest, it's a good point. Those ends that were here well begun and well begot, and after 
every of this happy number that have endured you know, there are like 30 people named Chris in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the measure of their state forget this new fallen dignity and fall into our rustic revelry play music and you brides and bridegrooms all with measure heap and joy to the measures fall sir uh, by your patience if I heard you rightly the Duke hath put on a religious life and thrown into neglect the pompous court? He hath. To him will I. Out of these convertites, there is much matter to be heard and learned. You, to your former honor, I So did you pan these little well bits in the dialogue you, where he was talking to each person? That your true faith doth merit. Yeah. You, That's a very land, nice touch. Love and great allies, you to a long and well-deserved Now, you can't exactly tell who he's saying it to without wrangling, the, for even with the panning, but, uh, but for two months at least you can tell he's talking to somebody so different. To your pleasures. <laughs> I am well, you kind of do have an idea, um, to a point, uh, like Oliver in particular, is obvious, but some of the others, yeah, Proceed. like... Proceed. Silvius, it's not really obvious who he's talking to. We do trust the land in true <laughs> and the music in the background was also by uh, Stephen O'Brien. Um, and I uh, <laughs> added in some like marching and stuff to in time with the music to make it dancing. And then clapping every once in a while as well. Very nice. I also stuck a line in there of uh, Senior's Dragon being excited and happy. <laughs> So, oh, wouldn't you be? Good wine. They do use I would good be if I was a dragon. And good I still think that's one of the most what unique things we did with this play was we added a, a, a baby dragon. With you in of a well, it is, it is high fantasy, so... It is indeed. Therefore, to beg will not be coming. How many Shakespeare plays have epilogues? Um, quite a few. Not, I've never counted. There are quite a few. For the love you bear to men. This is actually one of the more famous so like ones. As much of this play as you. Just because it's uh, com it com it's completely fourth you, wall breaking. Oh men. Um, she's addressing the, the audience. Mm. As I Some of them aren't of all fourth wall breaking. That between you. Well, what would happen women, was that it was it was almost a way of actors thanking the audience for coming to the show. So it's it's intentionally the actors stepping out of role almost. So I think they did it in a Midsummer Night's Dream as well. I think so. Yes. With uh, with Puck. I would have to go look it up. Um. It's been a while since I've checked out Shakespeare also epilogues. Known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. As you like it. I really like this credits music. Featuring the voice it's pretty great. I figured we'd Elway go out jumpy with the, at the end. MK Why not? Will Shipley like, as way to make Brian sound epic. Christopher Gilstrap as Jacques. <laughs> I mean, he already does. But... as William. All the more Laura E. Rich Creek, Way to make Brian sound doubly epic. And this will be my last time, at least for a while, directing pendant shows. Yes, and we are very appreciative of all the work you've done on the show. It would not have been the same without you. Absolutely. I shall be replaced by the talented and wonderful... George Bell Linfield as, as lead director. 
and I am looking forward to it immensely. I've learned so much working with you, so we'll see what happens next. And Alan Wayman as Corey. And I will be replaced by myself. Adapted for audio by Landon. Adequate replacement, if ever there was one. Directed by Oh, thank goodness. Assistant director George Linfield. Music by Stephen O'Brien of Stephen-O'Brien.net. Well, by George and Landon will see you this all in the next commentary. Alrighty. And I bid you all adieu. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Peace.